the Movie Hour, episode 193, July 26, 2012. I promise that there are no Dark Knight Rises spoilers in this episode, but there is a fair amount of swearing. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hey, everybody. We're back with tonight's episode, the Martin Cove Karate Movie Hour. As you all are aware, I am Greg Maloney. I am here at Gunkbit Studios, and I'm here to share with you some of my thoughts on uh, the movie scene. I am joined in studio by my brother James and everyone's favorite Jalopy Jeff. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, kids. Jalopy, huh? Yeah, you're probably wondering how a person could be a jalopy. But I figured if anybody could pull it off, Jeff, it's, it's probably <laughs> that's, you. It's a hell of a vote of confidence. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best, Greg. I don't want to let you down. Is that cash for clunkers program going on? Because we can get some money for him. <laughs> no, Fart Bama ended that. Fart Bama ended it. It's over. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm always happy to see you guys in studio. And even though um, in studio right now, we, you know, we have, you know, usually have a plethora of, of food in, in studios. But uh, recently our food stuffs are on the, on the low end. Uh, but luckily, I did locate a giant bag, like a full bag of Chips Ahoy cookies. So I'm like halfway through it, and I must say they go pretty well with whiskey. So if anyone's looking for a little mix and match, it's not too bad. And I do have to say also that uh, if Chips Ahoy is looking for a uh, possible benefactor, you know, our show could be you know, looking for sponsorship, perhaps. Something to look at. What do you guys think? Chips Ahoy cookies? You think you could push that? Um, I, I love Chips Ahoy cookies. I've been um, I've been a big fan of theirs since I was a kid. Whenever I'm having a bad day, I come home and open up a brand new bag of Chips Ahoy cookies, and that first one pops out of the sleeve and just puts a smile on my face. <laughs> also, Chips Ahoy, get them in a store near you. Also, a new Chips Ahoy Reese's, which they do, which they do have, by the way. Jesus, um, yeah, that's that, amazing. They're not as good. They're not as good. No they're not as good as what? As the original, the Chips Ahoy original. I don't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to. You don't have to. Um, But uh, I guess we should uh, get to the the things that have been happening around the nation the the last week and concerning movies. And uh, the elephant in the room is the uh, shooting that happened in uh, Aurora, Colorado. That happened during the the midnight screening of uh, uh, The Dark Knight Rises came out last week. And it's, you know, like everyone that listens to the show know we're assholes like me specifically but you know jeff would probably be second and then jim a very distant distant third uh, fuck you <laughs> and yeah, we it's gonna take a little more than that to pass <laughs> <laughs> uh and as you as you can tell we joke around a lot but it's an awful thing that happened uh the um was the it was a colorado student james holmes uh who was studying for his phd kind of definitely mentally ill um had well seemingly mentally ill uh did a went into a uh, theater and started shooting up the place and i don't know it's it's an awful thing and it, it kind of reminds me of uh, uh the shooting against who was the the senator state senator uh, Gabriel Gifford. yeah and it just like it makes me feel terrible for everybody that was there like it's the most horrific thing that you must have to live through or not live through and it's uh and it makes me feel bad for him like it really seems like if it makes you feel bad about how we treat our mentally ill or just how as a, you know, as a world or even as a nation deal with um, how much we know about the brain and how it ch- changes behavior and stuff like that. It's uh, 
I don't know. I, I guess I'd be rambling on a little bit about it, but I just wanted to say that, you know, everybody here and of course uh, us, all the interns, even though some of them are still missing, uh, throw out our condolences to everybody that was involved, everybody uh, the, that is still the survivors and their families. And what's, I guess, on a lighter side of the whole thing is it's amazing how through all this, you uh, get to see all the people that came out in support of uh, everybody, all the survivors, it's the community themselves, and even uh, a lot of the cast of uh, The Dark Knight have all said their own uh, own few things, even if it is for like publicity purposes. Um, like Even if 99% of that is for, for publicity purposes, there's still a lot of uh, outcry of support for those people, and it's, it's uh, heartwarming, at least, to see that. Yeah, some of the individual stories in there are eerie and it it freaks me out a little bit just thinking about it and the less uh, attention we give this crazed guy who claimed to be the joker um the better it looks I, like a almost like a fame run for him yeah i don't like i, I don't know all the specifics yeah, we're gonna we'll, see we'll probably never know the guy's yeah, motivation true intention yeah. you know i mean it's it, who would ever want to get inside a guy's head like that and i think that uh you know like like uh greg said you know i i i think the less we say about it or was that jim that said that anyway, <laughs> but i mean yeah i just uh suffice to say that for, from my perspective everybody on the show i mean we love movies we could all kind of see ourselves we've all been to midnight showings uh you know I, I, uh i mean it's just it's it's a real shame uh so putting uh putting that aside as as it's almost impossible to do but uh trying to get on the, the lighter side of things we have uh things that have also happened uh, around around the the movie world and a couple couple interesting uh theater slash uh tv things i wanted to bring up and um going with the high hunters highwood hoopla uh the latest events the the first thing i want to bring up and it's kind of Speaking of going to things that kind of are starting to piss me off and the trend of it are the I've been noticing the Disney re-release schedule and there is a um, Monsters Inc. is getting a 3D treatment like all these other fucking Disney movies that are coming in and out of theaters and it was supposed to come out in January. They moved it to Christmas. So it's a big to do like, oh, they're putting Monsters Inc. 3D against all these other big movies that are coming out during the Christmas schedule and um, they must, you know, expect it to do very well, whatever. And it's just like we had Beauty and the Beast, and before that we had The Lion King. Um, we've got Nemo coming out in September, and now we have uh, Monsters Inc., which is going to be in in Christmas, and Little Mermaid in September. Like it's just killing me. Like is it? Are we going to see this with everything, or is it just going to be Disney that does? Like I can't wait till we see all the 3D remakes of the movies that came out three or 3D treatments of all the movies that came out four years ago. Like it's just, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's killing me, man. Please it's, stop. It's showing up in some of the normal movies too. I mean, you had Titanic and Phantom Menace right? and stuff like that. But yeah, I think it'll be more prominent with the the kids' movies. It's just so depressing. It's uh. <laughs> I, is it is it the old man in me just yelling at yelling at a wall when I say things like that? When I was a kid, they knew how to make new right, movies. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> is that what I sound like, or is it just? It seems that. What I only I, sound like that to an eight-year-old. Here's what it is, and this is what this is what makes me give gets the old man feel to it, and it's the fact that I'd like to think just I give me a little bit of room, a little bit of leeway to believe that some people are making movies 
at this level to entertain and secondly make money but when it they just do this over and over and over again it just makes me not want to see a movie it just makes me just pissed off and that's probably that's the old man and me trying to get out but um it's just they might as well just call these you know cash grab coming out on january 13th like it's just that's what pisses me off is anybody seeing beauty and the beast in 3d and saying oh this is how it's meant to be watched like this is this this is the true finally right (laughs) i can feel like i'm in the ballroom twirling with them I feel like the beast is holding me in his arm. <laughs> right. That's the thing. Like it's, I don't know. It's killing me. It's killing me, guys. Is it? I'm, am I alone or no? Um, I'm not quite upset about it. I'm just ignoring it. So, uh. See, I say, I say, I use words like never and <laughs> ultimate and stuff like that. I don't really see myself though having a three-dimensional home entertainment system at any point in my life. Uh, I'm, uh, for those of you that don't know me, I'm pretty big into the home entertainment thing. Like I, I've worked for a couple different electronics companies. I really, uh, I enjoy, I enjoy good home entertainment. Uh, it's time for me to get a new TV actually, when I think of it. <laughs> but uh, I don't ever see myself investing in like 3D technology because to me it just, I mean, I don't know, it's just not as fun. Uh, and, uh, just something doesn't work with it for me. Um, and I hate the idea that down the line, eight, 10, 12 years, I'm going to have some little rug rat running around my house who, who, who's like, you know, just dad, the the neighbors have HDTV with the three, three dimensions. Why don't we have the three dimensions? And I, I'm just going to, you know, drown my kid. And I I don't (laughs) want that. No one wants that. I don't want that, Jeff. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> okay, so I think Jeff feels pretty terrible about it as well. And, uh, I'm, I've been drinking a little bit this time, so, guys. <laughs> and whatever I did earn in the you know asshole ladder, you just jump that much farther ahead of me. <laughs> right. It's I. Uh, it's one of those where I you know I look at it and say, okay, this is the the current trend we're back in 3d everyone's trying to pitch these things even though tv sales are nowhere where they want them to be and people are mentioning just 3ds you know they're exactly where i want them to be it's dead again like we'll maybe we'll see these you know curtail off but yeah so that's the first first thing uh of the the many problems i have with hollywood but there are good things that have happened and this is actually i don't i don't know how you guys feel about this this is a I wanted to mention I do look at the Blu-ray releases, even though knowing me, if if you've listened to a lot of the episodes, I don't buy movies very often, and I uh, usually, if it is, I'm just a pure. I want it just digital on my computer right now, downloaded. Like I don't, I'm not a big fan of physical media. Uh, you don't like that middleman. Right, right. Fuck it. Give me just put it on my computer right now so I can watch it, and it did warm my soul a little bit to to see that uh star trek the next generation is actually coming out on blu-ray finally and i thought of how long just the trekkies in general must be have waited for this and just wondering i'm just like oh my god this is finally really like star trek the next generation which we could get in the argument how much more or less significant it was than the original series uh has been gone for a long time. I should have checked the years and when the, the last like TV episode was. They've made a lot of movie spinoffs from it too. And that's where the movie uh, 
uh, hook comes in. But I just found it interesting that the first season is finally hitting uh, Blu-ray and uh, just all the they did. Apparently, there are a lot of uh, extra features included on this one that also includes uh, discussions of when they first decided to restart the series, which I, I think I've seen that before. Uh, elsewhere but they included on the blu-ray but did you guys ever watch next generation big fans i watched most of them i believe yeah Yeah, they were good data Um, data versus spock data versus spock never been much of a uh never been much of a star trek fan but i did watch a few episodes of next generation that reminds me i I own con now i can bring it up and make you watch it sweet yeah sweet i've i've never been against watching it i've just never (laughs) been given the opportunity make sure to bring yeah pack it in your bag right now next week we're going on kind of a an escape if you will and we will not be uh releasing a podcast which i was going to get to to the end of the episode but uh, we'll all be together, and we can force him to watch Khan. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you brought up this Next Generation stuff, because I don't think it was Batman. I think it was Spider-Man we were, I was watching in the theater, and they were promoting a in-theater event where you could watch like three episodes of The Next Generation. So I'm wondering if that was to build up some you know, goodwill. Oh, for... this was supposed to be like this weekend? Or... Uh, I think it was last week, I want to say, for some reason. Okay. Yeah, so it was just like three random episodes of Next Generation in the theater. I'm like, that's kind of odd. What the hell are they doing that for? But yeah. it's probably to promote this. Probably via satellite or something, kind of like that. Right. Yeah, that could have worked. And yeah, it was probably for the season one, season one Star Trek. And I just thought it was a notable thing. I wanted to bring it up. A lot of TNG fans out there, so they're probably uh, very excited. Um, and Jim, knowing your your Blu-ray DVD purchase rule, figured I'd let you know in case uh, in case you weren't paying attention. That's all. Uh, but I have one last thing to discuss, and this is kind of this is kind of on an annoyance note. Uh, Netflix is still around. Who knows how? Uh, probably because of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you have? Like ten wire DVDs at your house right now? <laughs> I still I use so. Netflix. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. I, I have like half of all the wire in my house right now, or something. Nice. Uh, yeah. You really need to wrap that up, man. Really need to wrap I do. Um, and I uh, I just noticed Netflix had been uh, squawking about how they actually posted a profit this this quarter, and uh, I, <laughs> I just I just wanted to mention yeah I just want to, I just feel so old, old and mean today like that's, that's my goal. They haven't sent me an email in a couple months begging me to come back. So yeah. Be- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't got to come back to Netflix, Greg. Yeah. We love I don't, you. I don't remember what our – we kind of did a, a really easy calculation on what we thought they could lose in viewers and still do okay, but you know, after their price hike. So they must not have lost like 80%. They probably only lost like 70% of people or something. Right. Yeah, They. Uh. it was something like – they were hoping after all after the shit storm happened that they were hoping to add like two million subscribers. I don't think I got the number on that, but um, they ended up having a situation where they ended up going up ten cents ten cents a share for the first time and like since a couple quarters when it just blew up. And uh, supposedly, supposedly Netflix is here to stay. People, we'll see. I don't know. Netflix is our old uh, our old fling, so I just wanted to make a quick note of them. And uh, right. who, we're wondering who they're dating these days. Yeah. Yep. Stalking him on Facebook, that kind of thing. So, uh, but that's all the Holly Hunters, Howard Hoopla I have today. We, as promised from last week, um, James and Jeff saw The Dark Knight Rises. I'll play the the outsider on this, and uh, we uh, I guess have a lot of discussion here. So I get who wants to uh, introduce us to the movie? Who wants to do that? Uh, I can if you'd like. Yeah, go Jim. Go, okay. go Jim. 
Um, first of all, um, I just like to toot my own horn. Um, the Dark Knight uh, raked in a hundred and sixty million dollars over the weekend. Yeah, and, uh, okay. we all did uh, predictions last week, and it, it came in just above Dark Knight. And I think someone, I think it was me, <laughs> said that uh, yeah, it would come in before Dark Knight. I definitely said it was going to be like 175. I went, I was the one that went higher, and uh, yeah, you you specifically said that was going to just make over the Dark Knight, and then you yeah. said 165, and it, uh, yeah, you win, you win on that, and yeah, I, I I'm patting my own back all day once I heard that. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, and yeah, I must admit I cheated though. Um, I got this uh, movie almanac from this guy named Biff. <laughs> he was like giving me all the information. No. I get it. Say hi to okay. mom for me. It's a Back to the Future two yeah. joke. Yeah, and I hate that movie, so you should be proud of me that I even decided to do that joke. How do you hate Back to the Future, to the future two? two? I don't, I don't anyway. get it. I think he stole his wallet. <laughs> Alright, so the movie. Dark Knight Rises. In theaters now. Um, it is the third installment of Christopher Nolan's uh uh, Batman opus. Um, before takes... you go too, in, before you go too into depth, how like spoiler alert for people listening? Like, are you gonna give any reveal, big reveals or no? I don't think so. No, uh, we won't definitely do any of the big ending type of reveals okay. or anything like that. Um, I'll try and talk about it fairly generically or as much as possible. Right. Uh, we'll probably get into some specific details on certain instances, but nothing that'll ruin it. I don't think. But uh, yeah. Um, so the movie takes place, I think it's like eight years after uh, The Dark Knight did. Um, Batman is gone. He has disappeared. He's been kind of uh, used as the public in the public eye to be a villain now. So everyone's just kind of... Uh, do, they're, they've been abolishing crime in this whole Harvey Dent... Uh, um, I don't even know what word I'm looking for here. But uh, just... In his uh, his honor, basically using right. his, his example, basically. Um, so, you know, Gotham's been pretty quiet. Uh, things have been going pretty good. Uh, Bruce Wayne himself has also been laying low, uh, just kind of been a shut-in in his mansion type of thing. Um, and um, then Bad Guy Bane starts to pop up here and there. Um, Bad Guy Bane. Yes, he. Uh, that's, turns, that's his character, actually. Bad Guy Bane. <laughs> like big bad Leroy Brown but he's bad guy Bane but uh, yeah he's uh, he's a outcast from the Raza Ghoul I think it was the Legion of Shadows was his organization so he's like even more reckless and more dangerous than that whole uh, group was so basically uh, Batman feels like he needs to come out of retirement and uh, even though the public hates him he has to risk it to save Gotham once again so it's kind of it's kind of a return to uh to number one. So he's going he goes from all right I'm gonna be the the villain for a little while. You don't get an idea of like what he's done in the past eight years. That's just a fast forward. You don't get like a news catch up or anything he like drew that. Drew sort of a cool like Fu Manchu. <laughs> yeah, got... yeah, he's I mean he's beat up too. Like he's hobbling around a lot, um, using a cane. He's uh, <laughs> he's basically let his fortune dwindle to. Really? I thought you were kidding for a second. Like he's uh, hobbling around on a cane in the beginning. Yeah, he's got a cane. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. well, I think because of all the Batmaning around, like yeah. it's not good for your he body. Quite recover from that. Yeah, that arthritis—they don't tell you that early on, but that'll catch no, up the, with the you. Su- when you get yeah, older. the superhero uh, <laughs> joint stress is is yeah. unpleasant. And I kind of like that part. Um, 
Yeah, it lended a little bit of realism to it, which is, yeah, like, well, we can talk about that later. He was back in the suit and fighting. It seemed like he was a little slower and they didn't make him out to be, you know, three steps faster than everybody else. He was a guy in a suit fighting and, like, you could tell he was rusty, you know, basically. So it was kind of neat. It was a neat little uh, gimmick that they threw in there, I thought. Um, all the uh, the normal cast is back. Uh yeah, Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox, uh, Michael Caine as Alfred, um, obviously Christian Bale as Batman. A um, couple new faces pop in there. Um, I'm going to forget Bane's name, so help me out here. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom, thank you. Tom Hardy plays Bane. Um, I think he did a pretty good job. Uh, there was the whole uh, hoopla about his voice. Yeah, that they, they had to spend like millions to redo because it was yep. too weird and... And I don't know how Jeff's experience was, but uh, and we ended up going to a digital theater, and the sound effects, like the just the soundtrack, was a little louder than the dialogue to begin with. So that, coupled with the echoey voice of Bane, probably made me miss like a good 25-30% of his dialogue. Like, I could not understand what he was saying. And it's not like you can lip-read him either. Right, right. (laughs) that might be part of it as well. Um, Yeah, I I wouldn't say 25 to 30%, but there were, like, if there there were, you know, there were several times where he, like, came out and said something, and I wouldn't catch the first word of it, but I would still get, like, the meaning. I'd be like, he could have said a couple things there, but I think I know what he's talking about. Right, yeah, I always ended up with the gist of what he was doing, but, yeah, like, the words escaped me at some point. And it wouldn't have been so bad, like, his accent or approach to the voice was good i thought it was just the echo effect that they kind of threw in there because of that weird mouth piece that he's got on there right so but uh yeah but uh overall i thought he did pretty good uh Anne hathaway makes an appearance as a uh, Catwoman. right uh, right is... hot hot yeah she was pretty hot uh, i i thought she did a really good job as Catwoman. um i was kind of worried uh, i just thought she'd be a little too sh- you know straight and narrow for the cat woman role but uh, she had some attitude which was nice to see and uh yeah she did a pretty good job i thought i don't know if you thought the same thing jeff yeah i actually thought that she was one of the brighter points as far as characters in this how do they like before we go into like each individual's person's like acting work like how do they put in like how does joseph gordon levitt make an appearance in this and like how do they introduce those characters they just show up um joseph gordon levitt yeah (laughs) joseph gordon levitt is a cop you know beat cop and he kind of represents the I still believe in Batman person. Right. Like, he still believes he he actually tries to like get Batman out from wherever he is type of thing. Um, and Catwoman does just kind of get inserted into the whole thing. She shows up at a party and just pops up. Nice. Yeah. Lifts a lifts some goods. Also believes in Batman. <laughs> yeah, she's there <laughs> for Batman. You seen Batman? No. Do do the Michael Caine Morgan Freeman roles in terms of like FaceTime? Is it pretty much the same in this, or do they show them a little more prominently in this? Like, I, I, I want to see. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say I sort of want to see Freeman a little more. Like his character seems cool, but yeah, F- Freeman and Caine actually get less screen time than normal. I would say. Uh, Caine more more uh, prominently dropped than uh, right, uh, Freeman. Right. But uh, yeah. Um, who am I missing? Oh, Marion Cotillard is that her? Yeah, Cotillard. 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 She plays a investor in uh this power source and also a board member on the the Wayne Enterprises thing that uh 
is ends up uh, being a f- the, f- the focus of the the villains that they they want to grab it and turn it into a weapon basically but she's uh she's on the board for that and that's how she gets uh, dumped into the plot so the power uh, source is a wayne enterprises creation correct nice. yes that they've had on the the down low because they were afraid of the other uses basically hmm. so now you had mentioned uh that you were going to surprise me that a couple of people from the wire show up in this movie. Yes, there are two really quick. That's a good point. <laughs> there are two wire sh- showings. Um, and I forget the guy's real name, but, uh, um, uh, CIA agents, Carcetti. Yeah. Uh, shows up, you know, Lord Baelish. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he is, shows... he, is he the mayor? No, uh, no, no, no. He, he's just, he, he's got like a small role at the beginning. He's basically the equivalent of the bank manager in the, uh, in the dark Knight. Nice. Yeah. And then, uh, also, um, and I'm going to forget his name in the wire, but the, the cop who was behind, uh, Hamsterdam was also in it. Uh, very briefly. Not yeah. Very briefly as a, as a, I forget if he was a soldier or if he was a cop. That's awesome. But, yeah. Very soldier, brief. huh? So the army shows up. Yeah. Mm. So, but, so uh, you were saying like Tom Hardy did a lot of physical work for this, obviously, to get to get pumped huge. up. Yeah, huge. Like, he's gigantic. Yeah, which movie. which shouldn't be underestimated. But really, after that, is there any acting he really needed to do in this movie? No. Oh, no. No. <laughs> he's just a behemoth, and yeah. he delivers somewhat poetic yeah. lines through his mouth guard. <laughs> yeah. Can I use that? Um... Can I use that as my my transition? Yeah, please. There are a lot of good things about this movie, and I'm not going to talk about them. <laughs> um, I, I this is my least favorite of the three by okay. by a by a stone's throw. Anyway, I um, I'm looking and seeing a bunch of uh, really great reviews for it on like IMDb and stuff. But really, I think it for me anyway. It lacks a lot of the things that made the first two excellent. First and foremost, well-developed characters having to make difficult moral choices. Right. Uh, it doesn't have that. Like, like Jim said, Bane is the bad guy. Yeah. He's like, he's not the bad guy like the Joker, where you like represents this worldview or anything. He's right. just the bad guy. An evil like, force moving from spot to spot. Exactly. Like, yeah. like, okay, I yeah, okay, bad guy, I get it. Like, all right. And then also they introduce so many new characters i mean bane being one but also like you said joseph gordon levitt Catwoman, um marianne cotillard uh, all these uh, all these people and then a couple other ones too and they introduce them all quickly and like especially the one with uh i thought marianne cotillard was particularly tacky like they, they introduce her and she's like talking to this other investor guy about or, or like this like banker guy or something about like why she doesn't want to invest with him because he has no moral conscience and then uh, they play the music and oh she has she's a woman with a moral conscience i get it like, you know, I mean, then like that's her character for the rest of the thing and like okay yeah, all right so um interesting interesting yeah, yeah, I I felt like, a lot of scenes were rushed like that too like okay quick we need to you know set this up and this just, movie yeah. was two hours and 45 minutes I long i thought about that too i'm like <laughs> have all this time why didn't you just take the time to do it right right but, i mean yeah. it wasn't awful but it, it could have been better um you know additionally like uh well jim and i talked briefly about this before but um they they've really they they departed for from what I think made the Dark Knight such an exceptional superhero movie and that was sort of the uh, the gritty realism of it like you know the, the Joker yeah you know, he robbed banks with with shotguns and cars and shit he wasn't holding a city hostage with a nuclear bomb you know and it, like he wasn't blowing up the city it was it, it was a uh, um, I don't know it was just a little different feel it was a little right. 
or like comic booky wonky, which is okay. It's just not what this series has kind of been like, and especially the second movie. Which brings me to my third and final point: that the second movie in this trilogy has no place whatsoever. Uh, the the whole like uh, League of Shadows, um, Rachel Ghoul thing is is very prominent in this as it was in the first one, and like the, the the plot arc goes from the first one seamlessly practically into this one with like very little. You could have made the series very easily without the second movie, huh. which is a shame because the second movie is by far the best movie. So, so I, I'm uh, guessing there's some token reference to the Joker, and that's it. There isn't actually. There's oh, no really? reference to the Joker. And... There's some reference to to Harvey Dent. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um. And this might shed a little bit of light. I was reading an article with an interview with Nolan, and he didn't want to reference it at all just because of the whole Heath Ledger thing and just wanted to stay as far away from it as possible. And I'm wondering if that drove him to keep even the plot and everything like that as separate as possible from the second movie. So I don't know how, you know, adamant he was about, you know, keeping this just its own movie and just leaving the whole Heath legacy alone or something. That is kind of unfortunate. So, um, Jeff, not not a fan of this. Well, Jeff, I like rating it, it as the, the lowest of the trilogy. Fifty to see it right. in a matinee, and I'm not sad I did. I just did you see it in IMAX. I'm curious. No, no, I just... James, did you? Uh, I did not. No. Oh, okay, I figured you would have seen it in IMAX, Jim. That seems out of character for you. It seems like you would have checked it out. Uh, had it been a more convenient time, I I saw it Friday opening weekend and. I went to a six o'clock show because I didn't want to deal with the crowds. Right. So, and not everybody has three hours at nine o'clock anyways. So. Right. And I was taking father and right. that's, that's a late night for him to end at like 1130. <laughs> so, yeah. I, so in terms of the trilogy, James, and like Jeff just mentioned, how did you feel how this stacked up against the other movies? Um, it's definitely behind dark Knight. Uh, I was having a hard time trying to decide whether or not I liked it better than Batman begins. Um, I kind of want to see it one more time before making that judgment, but it's it, they're pretty close for me. Interesting. Now, going to the Christopher Nolan comments again, is this like all the Nolan's other... wife gets killed because of something they did? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, is this does this have his stamp all over it, or could it be uh, like could this have easily been directed by like Joel Schumacher? Like, is this a Nolan movie or no? I think it's a Nolan movie. There are plot twist which i'm glad they had because they i think it needed it for some of the flaws that uh, jeff had pointed out um and there are some scenes in there that i definitely want to talk to you, you about greg just because of how nolan-esque it is but uh but yeah i mean i, I think it was definitely a, a nolan film and it, i don't think it lived up to dark knight like jeff said but I, I think it's still part of his normalcy right right i agree um and I'm guessing. And I, I would like to nitpick just a little bit more too, but uh, I thought a lot of the actual physical fighting scenes were done kind of poorly, and not necessarily with Batman himself, but like there's parts where cops are fighting, you know, bad guys too, and there's literally a couple scenes that I saw where like they would attack a guy that's like on a turret and then a guy on the turret would just stand there until he got hit and then he would react to the punch like bad stunt work just stupid yeah. stuff like that <laughs> you I'm like, fucking stunt man 
Yeah, it, yeah it, it reminded me of, if you look in the background of like some of the battle scenes in Braveheart, there are just some people like, hey, I'm getting paid minimum wage. Let's, like, <laughs> yeah. let's slap yeah. swords together. Yeah. Like There were definitely some parts like that. And, yeah, it, and it, just it, stuff uh, that I saw that I'm like, really? You're not going to take the time to make that look realistic? Okay, whatever. Huh. Like, it wasn't important, but it was just kind of... People annoying. in Braveheart with like Rolexes on their watch w- w- right. while they're fighting, like just some guy texting in the background. Yeah, like cell phones <laughs> going off. Hey, I'm in the movie. Like, <laughs> Can you see me? Oh wait, it's not live. <laughs> Shit. So something, and I had forgotten about this until now. While I was watching it, that I actually found very distracting is Gotham's always been like sort of like this is kind of New York, you know, but it's not actually. They like every single shot, with the exception of the bridges, weren't where they all are in New York. Every single shot was like New York, at, and like you know they had Brooklyn in a different spot, but like they're clearly on Manhattan. Right. They have like the the World Trade Center being built, Empire State Building in a few shots. Like, and I thought it was actually sort of distracting. I don't remember that from the previous Batman movies. Oh, no, I don't. It, know. Either. Maybe it was yeah. there, but it like I don't. It just seems strange. Like either call it New York or like I mean, I keep calling it Gotham. I don't know. Like it, it didn't. Something was a little weird about that. They like, usually do a good job of keeping like iconic sites and like in the whole Gotham relationship of like making it where even if they are shooting on location somewhere, they'll make it in a you know like maybe they'll do it. You mentioned before like they were doing a. I forget what movie it was, but you're talking about they were shooting at like an old psych ward and stuff like buildings that aren't iconic. Like if right. if you're look if you're looking at the beginning, the creation of the Freedom Tower, someone's gonna recognize that. Like right, everybody's gonna. Yeah. I mean, not everybody, but it, like yeah. it it was very very obviously New York, and that's fine. It just seemed out of character, and it, it was distracting to me. Right, it's like okay, it's not a fictional spot anymore. Yeah. Well, and then and then if it if you're just gonna call it like say hey okay Gotham is New York, which people hear like their like newspapers here call like the Gotham stuff. Like people call New York Gotham sometimes as like a little nickname, right. but uh like put the bridges where the bridges would be, or you know like I mean like one or the other I guess is kind of where it's I was a, at. That, a, that's yeah, and I don't know how much it's supposed to actually be. New York in the comic because I I never read Batman but I know in like Marvel universe type stuff like when the two towers went down like a lot of comics ro- you know wrote that kind of storyline into there so like it actually happens in the comic storyline as well so it's right, right. so I don't know if they New York, yeah. did that with DC or not so hmm. uh, so final takeaway is just still recommending to go see the movie yeah so I enjoyed it gotcha and no, uh, no IMAX review just yet. Maybe I'll catch it in IMAX. Make there a few go. comments. Spend thirty dollars on it. Yeah. Um. But it's this seems like a movie I'd I'd be willing to. Like it depends how many like sequences they shoot in it. But it would, yeah. I'm guessing like there's a, plenty of action in two hours and forty five minutes of movie. Yeah. Do you guys feel that at all? Like just the okay, this is kind of long now. Uh, like no, but I'm not a good. I'm I don't usually feel the length of a movie unless it's just awful. Right. Jeff, at the beginning, um, like the I don't know if you call it like the first act, but where like I don't know, I thought the beginning kind of dragged a little bit. Mm. Once it got once it got moving, it was all right. Interesting. So, yeah, I guess uh, if you guys have any uh, anyone that caught the Dark Knight, want to make some comments at uh, the boards at gunkpit.com, I'm sure we'll be uh, yelling at each other about it at some point, and I have to uh, I'll have to catch it probably this weekend if I'm going to, because we're going to be doing a lot of a lot of vacation things. Little uh, little escape to a mountain retreat, perhaps James Bond like something like that, <laughs> which uh, actually does sort of shoe us into the the Parker Posey play along the last feature of uh, today's episode. It's a uh, question more of the week. than you know. Yeah, <laughs> question uh, question was uh, Jeff's last week. 
uh, brought up live on the show and we had to answer it and I sucked at it. Uh, what fictional game from a movie would you like to play was, uh, was Jeff's question. And uh, yeah, Jeff, if you had any, uh, any standout answers you wanted to bring up or any comments? Just mine. <clears throat> Just my super sweet one. The Dejeric. Did how'd you find how'd you find the name of that just Star um, Wars wiki? Back when I was uh back when I was a big Star Wars geek like last week I um I used to play that Star Wars collectible card game and like it there was a little yeah yeah there was like a little mini game actually based on like it was it was kind of cool um but I had to look it up online because I couldn't remember uh, what it was called. So not geeky enough. Not, not geeky enough. No. I I uh I was not surprised and uh, I sure James wasn't either when uh. Co, uh, a co frequent co-host or a guest co-host uh joshua uh posted about the I, I thought about that video game later the video game they play in james bond um where it's uh it's the cool guy plays like this domination almost like like i wouldn't call it risk but they're taking over places of the map right like it's the globe and they're filling it up and it's like james bond versus the bad guy and the never uh the never say never again James yep. Bond movie, right? And they're right. hanging on these joysticks that actually like shock them to death if they. It's a, it, it is a good answer. Yeah. It's not as good as mine, but it's a good answer. Uh, a great, it's a great answer. I I don't know. It's I'm trying to think of how many times I'd play. I you know I obviously said I'd play Jumanji, which was my terrible answer, but being how realistic it was, and I guess uh, the domination would be just as realistic. What I do love about that. I, I did not look up the, the release date of Never Say Never Again, but I just love the idea of thinking about a producer or a writer just thinking, yeah, video games, they're coming, man. They're coming out of the scene. We should make a video game in James Bond. It was like 83 or something. Yeah, like Nintendo just came out. We should People can relate to this. Kids love this shit. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, that's that's what I loved thinking about. But uh, yeah, Parker Posey Play Along question this week is James. James, what's the question? Uh, yeah, I had a hard time coming up with uh, this week's question. So for all of you that have great questions, just waiting to send them in. Please send them in to us. I'm, starting yeah, to sc- I'm, I'm, I'm dying here. Yeah, I'm scraping Ooh. the bottom of the barrel here. Um, I did think of a couple. I picked one uh, last minute here, and it's based off of our, our Batman viewing. And I'm going to go with the question, who would you like to play Catwoman at some point or who would who's your ideal Catwoman I guess. <laughs> all right in movie or <laughs> in the at, bedroom at no. Halloween at camp cinematically who do you who would you have liked to have played Catwoman Other than I thought the- Anne Hathaway did a good job but uh um I, I wouldn't have cast her uh I had a tough yeah, time Halle Berry yeah, yeah. Halle Berry like <laughs> yeah um yeah Eartha Kit I don't know um but uh yeah, I had a hard time. There was a few choices that I could have gone with, but uh, ultimately I went with uh, someone from the James Bond genre. I went with uh, Eva Green, who is in uh, Casino Royale. Um, and the reasons why is I thought, uh, obviously she's sexy, but I also think she's... <laughs> the way you said that was awesome! <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, obviously, she's classy. <laughs> same thing. No. And then uh, also, I think she has she has the capacity to show a little bit of danger in her acting. Like she could she could be you know a little little criminal like. So that, that's why I ended up choosing her. I you had a couple. Very, uh, you weren't very scared of Anne Hathaway in the Catwoman costume. Um, she was more classy and charming and just kind of she, more did she of purr? like did she purr? No, 
No, there was no purring or any of the stuff. She purred. She did purr. But it wasn't so much like, I don't know. She was a high class criminal, I guess you could say. Just, she relied more on her charm and acrobatics and not like, I don't know. She didn't just, she didn't feel like she had that, that dangerous quality to me. She didn't rip somebody's heart out with her claw hand. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't electrify herself and, and kiss Christopher. <laughs> <Walken either. laughs> That's what you're looking she for. She didn't kill Walken with a kiss and electricity. Yeah. God, so sweet. Did she die? She wasn't there. Her body wasn't there. You heard cats. He's probably still alive. Oh God, Michelle Pfeiffer. She had nine lives. That's a she, tough. That was part of her superpower. Very specific, tough question. Who do I want to play Catwoman? And I do like your 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 focus on somebody that could a little more gritty, a little more gritty female actress. Yeah, I think she can pull off that part. Like, there's been a couple of uh, creations of Catwoman, you know, simple cat burglar, but some of it, you know, some of her her is known to be you know more of a higher class citizen too. But James or Jeff, do you have anything pop into mind? Megan Fox. Uh, no, I can do better than that. Megan Fox sucks. I got uh-huh. a list of people that I wrote down real quick, and I think all of them would beat Megan Fox. Jesus. Yeah, yeah I'm not surprised. A couple of them I had to get rid of just because, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like they were old enough yet. <laughs> but, yeah. The, the people weren't old enough yet? Yeah, like Mila Kunis was on my short list. I'm like, no, she's not. I don't know. She's she's not womanly enough or something. I don't know what it was. Just like two 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 ish. Need someone a little older. How about uh, Jennifer Gardner? She already played Electra or whatever the hell. <laughs> yes. it didn't make my short list. Uh, man, that's tough. I got it. Okay. Catherine Keener. Hmm. Inter- not not a not a, a little different type of cat. Not as, yeah, a little, not, a little not less. Uh, I mean, maybe not, a little older. I, yeah. I, I'm guessing she's got to be pushing 50 by now. But uh, you know, quick, sarcastic, tough. I, I could see her playing a pretty good, uh, pretty good Catwoman. Uh, Trump bomb, Lucy Liu, Asian Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I can't say no to that. Um, for some reason, I think. I would think uh, Kira Knightley could do it too, in terms of like a little more uh, flat-chested Catwoman. But I think she could be a little more of an That's asshole Catwoman, like on her on uh, Jim's Jim's more of a Jim's uh, thought process, a little more deadly than uh, the playful uh, the playful Anne Hathaway, I guess. Even though I haven't seen it, it sounds like she was very very uh, less threatening. Um, yeah, I guess that's that would be my my best guess. I don't. I everyone else seems like they've already sort of played the part. Like, I sort of thought of Uma Thurman. She's already been kind of superhero. Yeah, I consider she's also been in. She's also in my favorite movie. So I, I guess I, uh, I I should with Batman of all things. I Uma Thurman popped into my head too, and yeah, I kind of dismissed her because of the Batman Forever. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jessica Biel, Jessica Alba, both. Or was that that was Batman and Robin, wasn't it? Poison Ivy, that was, was that Batman yeah, Forever. That, no, Batman Forever was Two Face. God, you don't. You right. Shit yeah, yeah, you're yeah. the idiot. No, you're the idiot. I didn't say He's Batman Forever. Who knows that your favorite movie is Batman? Yeah, you did say favorite movie. Okay, okay. <laughs> you're the idiot. All right, hold you're on. You're the jerk here. Let's step back. <laughs> Everyone knows that the Riddler in Two Face was Batman Forever. The Batman and Robin also my favorite movie. 
with Uma Thurman and uh, all those other terrible, uh, what is that chick's name? What was the cat girl? What was that? You know what Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone, that's the girl. I'm trying you know to what favorite means, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> I can't have two favorites? This nope. Shit. Nope. Okay. All right, fine. Anyways, the Batman genre. So I guess I guess I will go with uh, Kira Knightley. She could at least do a lot more stabbiness than uh, than all those other other playful Catwomen. And uh, right, I guess uh, James. One last time. Very very specific question. You're a specific question guy, Jim. And I like that about you. What what uh what was your question? Uh yeah, who would you have liked to have seen play Catwoman? Very cool. Uh, that question will be the boards you can also find it on our Facebook page. Look for the movie hour. Uh, as mentioned before, actually two things, James. I didn't bring this up. This being the uh, the Michael, or I'm sorry, I almost called it Michael. The Martin Cove movie hour. Um, did you take a look at those lists, the actor actress lists? That you know, I, I did back when you first posted it, but it's not fresh in my memory at the moment. Yeah, I was wondering if you like if you thought it was. I thought you're doing a way better job on the whole like actor and actresses that you. You know by you see them, you recognize them, and you know they're in a lot of movies, but you just don't remember what they were in. And yeah, it's a little hard for me because I know a lot of those guys' names. Yeah, like, you know everybody. Like J.K. Simmons was on the list. I'm yeah, like, that's yeah, that's, that's, they did a bad job. I think they did a bad job, but there are some good ones in there too. I mean, like I feel like David Morse belongs on that list. I feel like David Morse is awesome on that list. That's 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 a good one. See, for me, David Morse is almost like. A, too too like a, ubiquitous like he, just like a giamatti jr like he's a good character actor not like the guy who pops up every once in a while and i don't know right, if, there's, right. if they're trying to distinguish between that or not but i guess in my I head the, different. going to that specific list which you can find at gungbit.com uh the james Rebhorn or Rebhorn, like that's a really good one i thought and then uh not paul gleason not gary cole i was looking for uh we did a steven tobolowski he's a friend of the show already I didn't think the female list was very good. William I Fister, thought, yeah, I really didn't like the, the one that list. we haven't used yet. That really should be a friend of the show. Um, Who was that you just said? William Finchner. Yeah, yeah, he he was on that the list. Bank manager. Yeah, the bank manager from uh, yeah. the Dark Knight. But yeah, there are a lot on here that don't make sense. Like Mark Strong, really? Like is like. Yeah, Mark Strong's a pretty leading dude. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, very interesting list. I was just wanted to bring that up. That uh, Martin Cove being the. Uh, the master of the dojo, the the sensei and and uh, Karate Kid. I uh, wanted to bring up that his name, your your uh, theory, not theory, but your pattern. My theme. Yeah, your theme is uh, based on that. But anyways, uh, and also mentioning next week, we will not be releasing an episode. If there is anything, it might be maybe we'll do a re-release. Maybe we'll I'll pick an episode and uh, put it up. Rerun. Yeah. Cool. Can we, can we release it in 3D? Yeah, maybe I will. Uh, we'll make 5,000 times as much money as we did the first time through. Well, it's possible. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. It's probable. <laughs> pretty much guaranteed. <laughs> and uh, the following week, the weekend after that of uh, August 12th would be the release. That is still up in the air. So you might miss us for two weeks. Just hunker down. Um, and uh, we'll be back. Go back and listen to the 50th episode cool. again, because that's definitely still the high water mark. <laughs> we'll be, be back in action, ready to roll. So enjoy your summers. Jeff, James, thank you so much for the input. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, drive safe, folks. Take care, everyone. We'll catch you in a couple weeks, most likely. The Martin Cove Karate Movie Hour. See you next time.
I haven't gone back to the last podcast, but 160 million seems like somebody guessed that number. Somebody was pretty good. Yes. <laughs> was it, you, already, you already making note of that? Is that you, Jim? Yeah, I was pretty dead on. I said it would be Dark Knight. I, I, I said mid 160s. That was off by like 4,000 or 4 mil. And then it would come in right above the Dark Knight. So why was me saying she was sexy? <laughs> I don't know. I just, there was I, something was, about the way you said it. Like I thought it was pretty funny, and then Greg laughed really loud, and I was like, "Yep, floodgates <laughs> open." Yep, we're laughing. Obviously, she's sexy. Jesus, yeah. This Eva Green chick is. I've, I've been looking at Google images of her for the last 20 minutes or so. And, uh, she, I gotta say, 